G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might remember conversations over a number of years now talking about an ambitious project to erect a huge cross on top of a mountain in a remote Aboriginal community in the Northern Territory. It was first proposed way back in 2009 by the Ikunchi people of Hast's Bluff, 230 kilometres west of Alice Springs. The good news is the cross is up on top of Memory Mountain. And you might be wondering if and when you can go there. Well, one of the driving forces behind the cross is well-known landscape photographer Ken Duncan. And Ken is joining us. Ken, welcome along to 2020. Thank you for having me. Hey, Ken, it's been a long process, something of a relief from your end that the cross actually is there on Memory Mountain. Well, look, it has been a long project, but um, there was a lot of things that had to be dealt with as far as environmentally and also to make sure it was exactly what they're wanting to do. So everything happens in consultation. It's their vision. Um, You know, I'm just uh, there as a friend helping them to make sure we could raise the funds and also deal with all the bureaucracy that you have to deal with. And in a way, that was good that that happened because no one will ever be able to say it wasn't their vision. The Central Lands Council spent years actually, you know, questioning everybody out there to make sure it was their will. So no one can definitely ever say, you know, someone talked them into it. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of meetings where you have to get all the elders together to consult to make sure everybody's on the same page and so but you know what when i when it finally happened and also through the generosity of people it wasn't a government project or anything like that it was people who really god spoke to and said you know get involved in the project and christian and non-christian it's just been amazing the journey seeing how god's provided to get this cross up but when we went out there the other day and the cross was up, I went up with some the elders who originally had the vision and uh, they were in tears and I just said, what, what's wrong? And they said, so many things are being promised to the Aboriginal people out here and, um, you know, for us to see our dream come to reality, it's just it's, it's so exciting. And so they were crying and the next minute I'm crying and, and you know, look, and, you know, sometimes people have opinions about, uh, you know, what people should do on their own land. Look, it's their land. If they want to build a cross, good on them, you know, and let, let's let's get behind it. Now, we've built the cross and the lighting is going, uh, you know, up in the next couple of weeks to get the lighting. But the actual, we won't actually be officially turning the lights on until next Easter when we plan to do the launching of the cross. Okay, the launch coming Easter 2023. And as you say, the wheels of progress, they turn slowly when you're in an outback community. And I know that you have uh, contributed to the raising of millions for this project. And so when you're standing in front of it, 
And I know listeners will be picturing those elders, uh, tears in their eyes, uh, you there standing, tears in your eye, looking up at the mountain. Uh, what is it? How do you describe it, Ken? Um, look, any description I give of the place will never do it justice. It's probably one of the most spectacular views you'll ever see. For 360 degrees off the top of that mountain, you just see the most spectacular scenery. And, you know, everyone's welcome out there. It's not about, you know, trying to turn everyone into a Christian or anything like that. It's a, just a play, It's a prayer mountain. And, you know, for them, they've created this beautiful platform, a prayer mountain, where people can come, whether they're non-believers, no matter who they are, what they are, they're welcome to go and sit on top of that mountain and just be open. And the kids... When I take people out there, I don't try and tell them what they should see or feel. I just say, hey, just go and sit on the mountain and see what happens. And, you know, a lot of people, um, I'll just say, you know, if you have problems with God or whatever you want to, just yell out at the universe. It'll, it will hear you. And, you know, for you and I, we know God can more than hear us. You know, you know people who don't have a faith sometimes they don't they get all caught up in the religiosity of it or us telling them they've got to do this and do that just let them go out there god god gets their attention so there's something unique about that mountain because it has a christian heritage it's not just a mountain it's where four indigenous evangelists first spread the gospel out there and the lutheran people did an amazing work out in that area before as missionaries they didn't come out and just you know, uh, take over their culture. They actually helped support their culture. And also in that area, there was no stolen generation or anything like that. So the Lutherans have done a fantastic work in the background. But this has been something that's been driven by the elders and the individuals, you know, and, and the people who've supported it. It's not a denomination that's done it. It's just a whole bunch of people who've got behind the vision to, to bring the dream of the Indigenous people to reality. And as we say, you've helped to raise millions for the project and uh, the cross that's there, it demonstrates that deep Christian faith of the community of elders. Uh, but take us back to those beginnings here, Ken, for a moment, because as I understand it, when there was first the thought of a cross, uh, you thought a couple of pieces of 4 by 2 and a bag of cement and you've got a cross on the mountain, but it wasn't quite that easy. Maybe a couple of bags of cement. <laughs> yeah, but look, it's I don't think God ever uh, really tells you the full extent of what he's going to lay on your before you because otherwise a lot of us probably wouldn't turn up. Um, but they, you know, it was at an Easter festival that the vision came to these, uh, a lot of people. They saw, a, you know, there was people seeing a, a ladder on top of this uh, mountain that they said, the mountain that we were at, this memory mountain, um, we were having this big celebration there, which they've been having celebrations there for a long time on Easter. And some of the kids are coming up to me, hey, we, we need to build a cross on the mountain there. And I'm saying, yeah, sure, well, you know, okay. And then some of the women came and they started talking to me about how some of the kids have been having dreams, seeing a cross on the hill with a ladder going off the top with angels going up and down, I thought, wow, that's that's pretty cool, like the Jacob's Ladder thing. And uh, But I was very wary about getting involved in any, you know, projects and things like that. 
and because uh, often we can have good ideas, but are they a God idea? And but over a course of five days, where this uh, celebration of sing along was going on over Easter, some of the elders came up to me and they said, "Ken, we really need to build a cross up there." And so I said, "Okay, well, just go and build a cross." I said, "Why do you need my help?" And they said, "Well, it's a lot of you know bureaucracy involved." And I said, "And I said, well, why, why do you want to build a cross?" And they said, "Look, we want to build a prayer mountain whereby anyone's welcome to come. We want to lift up the name of Jesus over our nation because we are in spiritual warfare, and we want this as a meeting place and a, a place of prayer." And I thought. Well, that sounds like a good idea. And so, in, in, you know, I said, okay, well, well, I'll help you. And, and that's when I must admit I thought it was a couple of 4B2s and a bag of cement or a couple of bags of cement. Uh, but it evolved from that. And it was through consultation with the Aboriginals. Now, I came back home and uh, I was willing to help them. But an engineer friend of mine came to my house and said, Ken, look, I was praying and God spoke to me about you're doing something out with the Aboriginals. And look, I'm a bit of a stirrer sometimes because I like to check if people are really hearing or not. And I said, oh, yeah, really? So, you, you know, and I told him about the work we're doing out there about because I'm really out, we were really out there to help educating in photography, cinematography, tourism and creating job opportunities and things like that, creating real jobs for the people. And uh I told him about that. He said, oh, look, that's really good, but now you're actually building something. And I said, well, look, my Aboriginal friends want to build a cross on top of a hill. And they went, that's it. I want to help. And I went, well, with all due respect, you're very expensive. You're worth every penny, but we don't have finances for that. And he said, look, I want to come out with my wife. And so they came out and they sat with the Aboriginals and they had before the mountain, they sat there with the dirt and, they drew the mountain and he said, how big do you think the cross should be? And the size that they drew was 20 metres. And he'd already, the engineer, already realised it had to be 20 metres to be in scale with the mountain. So, And as soon as they said that, I went, that's not a few bags of cement and 4B2s. Uh, but that's how it all happened. And just the way, you know, it's evolved and the people have come just at the right time. It's been a, a real miraculous thing. And... Yes, it's cost us probably a couple of million, but a lot of that money's gone back into employing the locals in the communities, creating jobs. And if the government or someone like that had produced this project, it would have cost millions and millions. You know, because, uh, constructing anything out there is uh, very expensive. And also, when we did it, we didn't want to scar the mountain or anything like that. We wanted to do it very environmentally friendly. And so we've actually, a lot of the track work took a lot of the money to get the track work up there because um, we had to hang the track off the mountain, drilling into the mountain so we don't scar the mountain. So, and when you go out there, like I just took out someone who does a lot of pilgrim tours all around the world in, uh, in Australia, and uh, he went on top of the mountain and he said he's been all around the world with all these... Uh, different spots and he said it's one of the most holy experiences he's ever experienced in his life and so there's something about it out there i think it's a meeting place and it's where people can meet and have a conversation with god 
the potential to become something of a Australian icon, a, a tourist icon, and as you describe it, uh, you could almost be going out there and a pilgrimage and uh, perhaps even a uniting with the Aboriginal people who are there at Hast's Bluff. Now, we've spoken about this before, but, you know, millions to raise the money uh, come through your Walker Wild Foundation. And and we've spoken before, you're good mates with uh, well-known movie star Mel Gibson, and he signed some memorabilia and helped with the fundraising. It's got a little bit of a Hollywood connection too, Ken. Well, look, no, not, not really. A lot of people brought that up. Mel has been a great mate, and I took him out there and actually... We said, like, yes, he gave us some things to sign and he wanted to help actually more. But I said, no, we don't want your help. No, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but it was never to be known by a celebrity or anything like that. The only reason I I took Mel out there and, you know, he'll help more when we come to the education and cinematography and all that movie making sort of concept. But it was very important not to just... um, you know, have someone like Mel donate money to it and, and everybody say, oh, it's Mel Gibson's cross. No, this is the Aboriginal's cross. This is, they did a lot of paintings. Uh, they did a lot uh, of different things to help. And individuals, and it's not a, a church. No church has done it. No one church has been donating. It's been just individuals who God's spoken to. And it's sort of funny because often sometimes when people have wanted to donate money, we've actually said, well, look, really, is this what you're really feeling God's saying to do or not, you know? Um, Because don't do it because you think it's a good idea. And so it's, and it's just been amazing to see how it has come. We haven't had, you know, so, but we've still got what, uh, (coughs) excuse me, We've still got a little way to go because now, yes, we've got the cross and we've got the lighting, but now people want to come. And so we've got to get ready for all of the um, glamping facilities and uh, toilets. And so we're busily now getting plans drawn up for uh, the whole uh, glamping and also also, uh, camping facilities and toilets and information shelters, so there's a way to go. So if people want to get involved, get on to walk a while and join in the journey because I think it's an amazing place. It's a meeting place where we can all come together because I don't think there's been a more important time than we focus on the God factor or, you know, because the world's in trouble, you know. I'm going to give the <laughs> website in just a moment uh, for people who might yeah. want to connect and even help out with, uh, you know, contributing towards this next stage. But uh, time is a little bit short. Uh, the big sure. question, of course, is how do we get there? Uh, what's the best way? I mean, obviously, if you're traveling around Australia, you're towing your caravan, you're going to be looking for the signs. Uh, but if you wanted to go uh, flying into the center and then uh, what's the best way to get there, Ken? Well, we're not ready yet to receive um, visitors because we're trying to get, uh, at present, we're working on some OHS issues on the track going up, but we're hoping to get everything ready and people will be able to come on out. Uh, initially, they may have to be guided up uh, just by some of the Aboriginal guides, which is really great because you can hear the story directly from them. So we'll unfold more of that 
as we go because um, we've um, got a lot on our plate, uh, but it's all starting to happen. And the Aboriginals, you know, I, I was thinking, oh, we'll just have plenty of time to plan this, but they want to do it next Easter. They just said, no, nah, let's just do it. Let's invite people and people are welcome. I'm going, okay, so well, let's, let's see what happens. Let's make a date for Easter next year, 2023, and it'll be the grand opening of this cross on Memory Mountain. And for listeners who want to connect with Ken now, you can at his website, walkawhile.org.au. That's walkawhile.org.au. Ken Duncan, thank you so much for taking some time to share an update with our listeners today on 2020. No problems, mate. Thank you for being part of the journey. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.